Hey everybody, welcome to episode 119 of For the Love of Guns. This is a podcast about the people, the products, and the priorities of the firearms culture. Thanks for joining Team Bands today as we talk to Diana Muller about a concept that I call the trifecta of social gun control. Because let's face it, people are trying to get around laws to implement gun control. When I mean people, I mean, well, politicians. So before we talk to Diana, it's time to pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Look, man, if you need a holster, Falco's got it. And what's really cool is they got other things in regular leather and Kydex holsters. They recently came out with a holster for your bike. So if you go mountain biking, they got a really cool holster for that mountain bike. Go check out Falco Holsters because they can make a holster for every gun, any budget, without sacrificing quality. If you use the checkout code BANSHEE, you'll save 10%. Now, this episode is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. I really love the concept of Ammo Squared because we're so used to putting money away for retirement, you know, 401ks or if you're in education, healthcare, 403bs. Take a little bit of money, put it in, and watch it grow. Well, why not do the same thing with Ammo? You take a little bit of money out of your checking account each month and stock ammo. Now, you can also do lump sum purchases too. You can also trade ammo. So, you, you know, hey, if you got some 45, but you really need 9mm, no problem. They'll trade it out for you. And then they'll ship it anywhere you need it. Go check out Ammo Squared because they're really rethinking how we purchase ammo. Got a link down below. Now with the bills paid, let's talk to Diana. Diana, tell me about your love of guns. Hey, everybody. My name is Diana Muller, and I'm a retired police officer from Tulsa, Oklahoma, turned professional shooter. And now, well, about the time I was a professional shooter, I started the DC project Women for Gun Rights, which we have an announcement, big announcement on that later. Later. <laughs> well, later. so you were on last year. I really appreciate you coming back on. Um, I kind of came up with this, this thing. I just, I paid attention to what was going on and I came up with this theory of the trifecta of social media gun control and it's control the message, control the money and control the movement. And if you control those three things, you have effectively implemented gun control without actually a law being passed. So, well, I love that theory. And I think that you're spot on. And I think that's what the antis have done successfully over the past. Um, geez, what do you think? 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. At least. And it's just really a death by a thousand cuts. You've got so many people like, oh, it's just this or it's just that. And then don't worry about it. Nobody's coming to take your guns and blah, blah, blah. And then. By the time they have you in the trap, uh, you can't get out. So I think yeah. that that's, I think it, it's brilliant. I mean, and that's really why I try so hard as the DC Project Women for Gun Rights. I see what Moms Demand Action, I see what Giffords, they use colors, they use messaging. You know, this t-shirt is a conversation without words. And that's yeah. why I think it's so important. But they are masters at marketing. They are masters at the optics game. And um, we are just trying to match them. You know, that we are women that are just like you, moms, daughters, 
grandmothers and we don't agree with your ideas of how to make us safer. I will keep my guns. I will protect my children. I will protect myself. We are worth protecting and I will not do your victim card and I will not uh, go along with your failed policy ideas that if somebody else obeys the law, then I'll be safe. That's I'm, I'm not willing. One of the girls recently said they're not willing to outsource their security. And I was yes. like, that's brilliant. Yeah. I love, I love that. Uh, Cause I used to say you can't outsource your voice. Um, you need, you need to get active. I love to outsource your safety because you can't, you, mm -hmm. you are, you are your own, you know, first responder, first line of first responder. And in some cases you're your only responder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I've been talking about lately is that, you know, if Uvalde and Parkland have, haven't taught us anything, that the police have no duty to respond. So yeah. legally, they are not held to any kind of uh, you must do X, Y and Z to save these people. And, and that's what's so frustrating is because to me, it's common sense that, OK, if you're going to not make the police responsible for me, and the same people want to disarm me. Where does that leave me as a responsible citizen that's left defenseless? So it really doesn't make any sense. And I think those people that uh, have a, have an open mind and have any kind of brain cells left can see that those that does not equal safety. What they're pushing. Well, it, it's funny because you see, you see, um, I, I like to call them the ruling class. Uh, instead of uh, uh, politicians, you see these people that are defund the police. Uh, it just happened what in uh, Minnesota, where mm -hmm. one of the the leaders of the Democratic Party up there was a very big defund the police, who got carjacked. Her arm was broken, and it's amazing that when it happens to her, suddenly this is a problem, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it, and it, you know. We need, now all of a sudden we need more police, but it's still not going to solve the problem, right? I mean, there there's an underlying problem, and you know we can't. One of the problems we have with social media is that when we start talking about it, we start we're being called kooks and nut jobs and conspiracy theorists and stuff like that, and then six shadow banning. Yeah, six months later, it happened, right? I mean. I saw a meme earlier. It's like, um, was it? Uh, it's something about uh, my conspiracy theory is just the truth. Just you know, six months earlier, right? Um, or it's almost like they said it was a premonition. You know, my conspiracy theory is a premonition, right? Um, but when we start talking about this, uh, we start, you know, we start getting social media going. Well, no, you can't say that. You know, that's not true. You know, we already know about the fact checkers, um, but like. You know, I see out on social media, especially Instagram, where people are saying things and then Instagram will pop up a message going, we're no longer, you're, you're no longer in search. Like anybody who subscribes to you will see your feed, but we're just not going to put you out there anymore. I mean, right. it's one of the things of at least they're honest that they're shadow banning you, but <laughs> you're still being, you're still being, uh, you know, suppressed. Right. You know. This is something, you know, and through the whole, all three things of these, this is something we need to start talking about, you know, within our groups and also with 
our representatives going, hey, look, this is not right because we know that there are so there is suppression in social media. Right. I mean, if I can go out to Instagram and I could teach a female anatomy class and prove what hair color you are off of a picture, but yet someone puts a picture of a gun up and suddenly that gets taken down. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, is... and you would be surprised. Like, there's people within my family that, you know... <sighs> They just don't, they don't see it. They don't live it. They are plugged into the matrix. And, you know, I bring up the fact that these things happen to me personally and they're kind of blown away. They're kind of like, really? And I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> um, but they, you know, the people who don't operate in our space and aren't persecuted have no clue. They're just, you know, fat and happy and um, going through life drinking the Kool-Aid that they're being fed and, um, and call, you know, look at Russell Brand. Yes. Yes. That just, that just hit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's, you stick your head up and you be, too, you could become too effective. I mean, look what they're doing to Trump. If they can do this to Trump, a president of the United States. And I say president because he, they did it the first day he was in yeah. office all the way until he, won the second one um and uh, i mean it's, that's that's some power and i just think that it's a freight train that nobody can stop at this point and you know they want to throw a fit about j6 and i'm like really you're gonna call that an insurrection um well what's funny is by their own words wouldn't that be a that, that'd be less than a mostly peaceful protest <laughs> i mean we're talking about that's people what who you talk about. You talk burn. about you're talking about controlling the messaging, though. That's exactly yeah. how they do this. They can, you know, it's the epitome of gaslighting. It's just yeah. like you know, the car is on fire, and it's this is a mostly peaceful uh, protest, you know. So the people that are plugged into the matrix, that's all they hear. Oh, the news doesn't think it's a big, yeah. uh, big problem. So evidently it's not a big problem. J6, big problem. You know, oh my yeah. gosh, it's the end of the Republic. So yeah, it, controlling the messaging is really uh, where, uh, where they are exceeding right now. They, you know, look back at the, the 2020 uh, election it's just like they admitted that they manipulated stories. Yes. They suppressed stories. They manipulated our elections and nobody is doing anything about it. And it's just like you sit here as a little well, concerned citizen and you're like, what, what am I supposed to do or think? And, you know, we got a F-35 plane missing. We can't find that. But you want me to believe that our elections are secure? Yeah. 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 You guys. You guys can't, you can't find an $80 million aircraft. You asked us to help you with it, but we're not good enough to protect ourselves, right? There, there's um, something fishy with that. They're trying to, they're making us, that's just well, now, insane. Yeah, now they say that they found a debris field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, there's, there's so many things out there that they're controlling that mess and they're doing it with such efficiency. Um, it's scary. Uh, well, they've know, played an excellent chess game. Uh, they're playing chess when the rest of us are playing checkers or maybe even shoots and ladders. Um, and and now it's you know they've got, they've turned all of their 
ponds into super ponds and their queens are going everywhere. And so they've, they, you know, hats off to a, a very well played game. But, you know, what is it that people like you and I can do? Um, I think it's high time. I think it's high time that we do more than just complain about it. Um, we have got to run for school boards. We have got to run for state and local uh, federal offices. We have to, if you're a legislator, if you don't know who your legislator is, that's problem number that's one. That's a problem. Yeah. If you totally don't know, and, and, and here's, here's something that I've figured out over the past six years doing this is that people don't even understand that there are federal legislators and there are state legislators. Yeah. Um, so I encourage your audience to a find out who their legislators are and then B, if they don't know who you are, then that's a problem too. They should know yes. what your name is. They should know where, what you stand for. Like right now I saw an, um, a post from the gun owners of America and they're basically asking people to go, uh, make comments on the ATF's proposed, um, I think universal yeah. background check type thing. And it's like, listen, guys, we get it. You don't want to get on their radar. But right now the comment section is like 10 to one or something like that. So yeah. it really does matter when we, you know, polling. I'm surprised I don't take polls. Uh, conservative people don't want to participate. We don't want to give up our email address. We don't want to. Uh, we are just a little bit more um, safeguardish with that kind of information. So. Um, but it's really working against us because the, it looks like the squeaky wheel is the antis and that they are the majority and they're not. Uh, and, and, you know, here's my theory is you can tell that you can still tell that we're the majority when songs like Richmond North of Richmond yeah. is number one without any kind of help from the system. Um, yeah. There have been stories like that that you can see like genuine, like the let's go Brandon thing. Uh, people, uh, the, the, we, the people, we are still the majority. We just need somebody to, um, you know, organize. And that's exactly what they're doing with social media and controlling the messaging and shutting people down like Russell Brand. Um, they do not want, they're just cutting off the head silently. Well, I mean, if if anything about get, uh, getting your voice, New Mexico should should be proof that you get your voice and they'll back down. Uh, you know, I just had Tony Simon on last week and we were talking about, you know, New Mexico and and this type of stuff. She she did something so unconstitutional. So many people got outraged at it. A few a few days later, the anti-gun people out there were like, ooh, this is not good. These people really have a case that even they're I like, know, this is I bad. know, but I think that's all a ploy. I think that's all um, making themselves look good. Um, yeah. I think what was what's brilliant about it is that basically she stuck her neck out. She tested the waters. The waters are still too hot. So the antis will retract, maybe sacrifice her, um, yeah. but they'll just wait. They'll just wait until we have less patriotic people that understand what is at stake. And that's what they've done through our school systems is dumbing our kids down. And uh, people don't even know about civics anymore, or know about uh, the Constitution, think that socialism is a great idea. 
uh, without understanding, you know, having visited a socialist country or a communist country. So I would love for those people, I would love to have the money to send people who spout off stuff like I'm going to send you to China for 30 days. Yeah, see. see on me. Yours, yeah, or just, just wait until you see your rights get trampled in China and they don't care because they don't exist there. I mean... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I had Gabby Franco on the podcast a few months ago, and it was great listening to her journey to the United States where socialism was coming into Venezuela. Right. She's lived this once already. She's lived it. Yeah. Um, and you listen to her talk about that. It's listen to the people who live through this stuff. I mean, right. if this history. stuff was so great. History. Yeah. You would think that people would listen to history, but we. Well, no, we're. We're too busy erasing our history. Right. Um, and then, yeah, it, it's, it, it, I hate to say this, and I know it's been said so many times, the book 1984 has happened. Um, anybody that hasn't read that book, read that book and just realize that that book was written in the 50s. Right. <laughs> and you're like, There's so wow. many things. There are so many things that, you know, even the movies, and I get it, I get why the movies now, knowing that there's the, you know, CIA Hollywood connection and uh, the mental uh, conditioning things and stuff like that through uh, social, social avenues. Um, so I get it now, but like even the Terminator type stuff, it's like now you're looking back at at uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and going, oh my gosh, we thought that this was so far outrageous. And now we're looking no. at robots going to a uh, movie or a um, football game. And I'm just like, gee whiz. Woo. I mean, we have states actually passing laws against the militarization of robots or, or using it under law enforcement. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, 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 it it's so funny how science fiction and fiction becomes reality. Right. Give it enough time. It just becomes reality. Right. It's um, a conspiracy theorist about 20, 20 years ahead of its time. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, you now we also, you know, part of this thing is controlling the money. Right. So we, we, we saw what happened with Visa, MasterCard, American Express with the codes. Right. So operation, you, you, you operation get, choke point under Obama. Exactly. So that was, you know, people are so worried about this going, uh, you know, we need we need to stop this stuff. Well, they're tracking what you do. I mean, I do I do cybersecurity for a day job. Um, so you got to be a little crazy, a little conspiracy theorist and uh, and paying attention to everything else that's going around. Mm -hmm. They're already tracking your purchases. I mean, right. if you if you go online to any one of your credit cards they'll give you a nice graph of where you're spending your money, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're, they're watching what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, going beyond that, they do control what you can spend. I mean, for me, I, I decided to play with Bitcoin about a year ago. I wanted to go buy $20 of Bitcoin just mm -hmm. to play with it, learn how to transfer it, stuff like that. And my transaction was declined by the credit card company. So when I called them, they're like, oh, you're trying to buy crypto. I'm like, yes. They're like, yeah, that's against our terms of the terms and use of our credit card. I'm like, what? You won't even let me buy $20 of crypto. Wow. So we already have this control going on. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a few months ago, you had a post out there about digital currency that, I mean, some people don't even know that that is a thing. It's been going on for a while. Uh, I think just last week we had, uh, I, I thought I had it up here. Um, yeah, uh, we had the uh, United States House Financial Services Committee is moving forward with legislation aimed at preventing the issuance of central bank digital currency. So our own banking system is doing this. The, the, the Federal Reserve, and for everybody out there, the Federal Reserve is not federal. <laughs> it's, a, it's a private bank that's controlling this stuff. They want to take your, they want to take your, your dollar bills, your physical hard currency away from you. And they could put in there and go, well, I don't want you to buy a gun. I don't want you to buy ammunition. I don't want you to buy whatever you want to buy. And, and for people that think this is conspiracy theory, just realize I had a MasterCard tell me I couldn't buy crypto. Well, and the guy, uh, the, the post that I had made was somewhere, was it the WHO or the UN or? Yeah, um, I, I think it was the UN. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're articulating that that's, that would be a great thing for, you know, us to be able to monitor your, your finances to prevent you from, I think he called it what, um, violence or, um, yeah. some negative, negative emotional, um, aspect of, you know, with porn, ammunition, porn, yeah. and ammunition, and porn. And I, I forget the third one. Yeah. 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 So that's how they feel about it. And uh, they're saying it. They're saying it out loud. So you're right. It's not a conspiracy theory. Uh, It is an excellent way for them to control uh, one world global dominance and and control everything that you you do. So definitely something to be concerned about. I know that um, um, Governor DeSantis was kind of on the forefront of that, talking about how he was going to... um, outlaw that in florida and uh, you know i don't know i don't know where this goes but it's really it really is interesting on how you know we need i've been saying this for a little while and everybody you know a lot of other people have too is that we need a parallel economy we need a parallel we need banking hospital um things like that patriot mobile shout out to patriot mobile the dc project just uh, got them to uh, come on as a sponsor. So every time, I mean, why would you not? They're using the same towers. It's AT&T, yep. it's um, Verizon and T-Mobile towers. T-Mobile. So you're getting the same yep. service. Why wouldn't you want to give your money to somebody who is conservative Christian and shares your values and isn't going to stomp all, all over the constitution? So uh, shout out to Patriot Mobile. And if you use the 2A Patriot code, um, a portion of that money goes back to the DC project. So uh, it's a win-win, but those are the kind of parallel economies that we're going to have to, um, you know, a bank. I would love to have a bank. I would love to have a hospital. I would love to, you know, know how we're going to operate. And I don't know, I don't, I don't see where our side is collectively, you know, trying to offer those services um, besides Patriot Mobile. Um, so yeah, let's well, go open. And that's, I love, I love what you're talking about with a parallel economy, because that's the thing is if we can get enough organizations that think, think our way, right. I mean, let's face it. Our, our large banks are too big to fail. Banks are very anti two a, they don't want guns. 
Well, it's not even it, anti two A. It's anti constitution. It's anti America. Exactly. It's it, you know there is no value of um, you know taking care of America first. They they are they're bought into the one world global uh, reset. Yeah, because I I know one of my sponsors for the podcast. They uh, they're it's buying ammo. Okay. And it's basically like a, a, an IRA for ammo. You tell them, you know, pull out so much month, uh, each month for, and they'll stock the ammo and they'll, they can send it to you when you have, when you <laughs> want it and things like that. I didn't know that. So yeah, it's, it's a great thing. But even then, um, sure, sure. You know, as they started gaining some traction, even the, even the, even the federal government is now saying, Oh, you can't say that that is banking language. Um, you're not a bank. And they're like, we're buying ammo. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's all it is, but you're not allowed to, you know, they don't want you to say that, Hey, well, you can, um, trade, you can, you know, if I, uh, you trade exactly is, is a, Hey, you know what, you know, Di, thanks for, thanks for buying that pizza for me the other night here. Let me repay you in, you know, nine million. Right. Oh, that's they, what I plan they, on doing. That's what I'm planning on doing. Like chickens, it's yeah. like, and then you're like, and then you're like, okay, so should I stock up on two, two, three because those are big and they are heavy? Um, I can kill things with and eat things with the twenty-two. I can defend myself with it, you know. So twenty-twos are pretty, you know. What what's going to be the gold standard for ammunition? Is it you know five seven? I think five seven round is awesome. Uh, shout out to FiokiUSA.com yeah. ammunition. <laughs> Yeah, they get some great, they got some really great ammo too. They do. Um, I mean, you know, I think everybody knows knows them as shotgun ammo, but it's, uh, it's funny because that's that's how I learned them was through shotgun ammo. Yeah, but and they're I mean, like, oh wait, you make other things too. This is all awesome. everything. They make everything. But yeah, it's just uh, you know, I like the whole thing of the, of the parallel economy because you know it's 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 not the First of all, it's nobody's business what transaction, you know, happens between two individuals, right? There, it's the government will try to tra tra will try to tax or interfere or both mm -hmm. at the same time, anything that they can. You know, they're mm -hmm. trying to squeeze every last bit of blood out of us. For sure. Um, and that's that's the thing is if if I, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe I go hang a gutter in your house you want to pay me 20 bucks for it they want that as reportable income it it doesn't need to be right i mean they don't need to be involved in so much stuff and then they they've built this banking system up behind it to support them i mean uh you know i've i've worked for banks you know i understand you know the laws that go on it, it, there's there's structuring laws like if you don't if, for those who don't know out there if you take ten thousand dollars out of your bank you're you're going to get reported to the IRS. It's out of the whole war on drug stuff, right? They think mm -hmm. you're a drug dealer. So people go, okay, well, I'm going to pull $6,000 out this week and then $4,000 out that the next week. That's called structuring. You just got reported to the IRS. Um, they don't need to know. Uh, I know I, I had a conversation over the weekend about somebody whose father went to their bank to pull out, it pulled out $6,000 and the bank goes, well, what are you going to use this for? It's none of your business. It's my money, right? I know, but that's why I'm saying that we're, you know, 
who's out there. There, there is a website called public, the public square or something like that. And it's supposed to yeah. have a bunch of conservative type businesses on it. Uh, but man, I would really like to see our side get uh, a little bit more organized when it comes yes. to um, social media platforms. Um, even, you know, you see a lot of the, uh, not a lot, but a handful of the actors and things like that. You know, we need arts. Um, so there's definitely a lot of work to be done. But I think we are in such interesting times. Um, as a Christian, I'm just like, When's he coming? Do I need to start building an ark? <laughs> right? uh, we don't need an uh, ark this time. We just, it's a, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know when it's going to be, but uh, that is the only thing that really keeps me sane in a crazy, crazy world is that he's got this. He's been here. He knows how crazy we are. We're all at least the three crazy on the, hot crazy scale yeah. <laughs> the human crazy scale so that's really what keeps my head screwed on straight and realize that if he couldn't convince people that of who he was and um and they killed him how is it supposed to be any other how is it supposed to be any more fair for me you know right exactly exactly now moving on from the money i mean it, we we were talking about the movement of firearms. You know, you know, last year it was about FedEx and UPS, right? I mean, they, there's some new rules about FedEx and UPS. And everybody's like, well, yeah, but I, I get that. Like, why do you get this? This is this is legitimate, you know, commerce. Right. Okay. You know, if you, you know, fine. You, your firearm breaks. It's still within warranty. The, the manufacturer goes, cool, send it back to us. Well, you can't now because right. it now has to go from an FFL to an FFL. There's nothing in the federal laws that says that that has to happen. If I'm sending it to the manufacturer, that is legitimate. And they're allowed to send it back to me because I am the owner. As long as it comes, you know, comes back to me, it's, mm -hmm. it's okay. So now, you know, FedEx and UPS decide to step into the game and go, well, no, we're not going to allow that to happen anymore. Now it's got to go through an FFL. And I was an FFL for 10 years. I, I understand the shipping laws. I'm so happy I'm not an FFL anymore with, for so many reasons um, that's going on. But I'm hearing from other FFLs that now they have to have three UPS accounts. One for the guns, one for merchandise, and then one for ammo. And it's wow. just like, uh, well, how do we, you know, how do you compete against that? Because now right. the, the major shipping company and let's face it, if UPS, if UPS were, if, if they went on strike, you know, they, they avoided a strike, but if they were going to strike, all the other carriers could not keep up with demand. They, they, they couldn't take UPS's load. Um, right. FedEx would have been swamped. Postal service would have been swamped. Right. Um, so, you know, now we're not, we're talking about controlling the shipments Add to that, the ATF is now basically saying every gun owner is now an unlicensed gun dealer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I want to sell even one gun, I'm now a gun dealer. Mm -hmm. And so now they're trying to choke us through that. That's another way that they're trying to 
usurp they're usurping yeah, exactly. um, the the congressional process, the way we were designed to operate. Um, and that is exactly what several years ago I went to um, a New York Times event called the Deal Book. And uh, it was there I realized how organized they are and how um, rabid they are to, uh, I was really in the belly of the beast, honestly. And I, they had a round table about guns and they invited um, me and Chris Chang. I wouldn't go alone, but I took Chris Chang with me. And um, that's a good person to take with you. Yeah. I, we sat there with these, you know, anti-gun lobby and then these heads of, uh, like Citibank, Levi's, Royal Caribbean. There was about uh, 15 of us in this room and having this discussion. And I realized that this is, they are willing to forego money. They are willing to forego their stakeholders, you know, responsibilities to their stakeholders. Um, and they're really doing it through and because of um Oh, kind of corporate, the people that are on there in their shareholders, shareholder resolutions and things like that. So really opened my eyes to, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, that you that and you heard of. I, I think you probably heard of the sisters that have bought into yep. Smith and Wesson. Um and so, yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. And they're doing it when I was researching it back in 2019 they were doing it at the level of like 300 times to our 10 times. You know, we were, we are not using that as a, they are using it to usurp the legislative process. Yeah. And, and that's the funny thing is it, it, it makes me so angry. I know my wife definitely gets angry about this. I'm, I'm coming to you for a product because of your product. Not, I don't, I don't want you to get involved in political agendas. Yes. You know, if you want to do that in your personal life, fine. But as a company, your job is to make and sell a product. But it's not... the, the, their social, their social and moral codes are so deep that they will forego money in order to do yeah. it. The Levi's, um, the Levi's gal, she said something to the effect of, you know, this is, we were the, we were on the tip of the spear for the gay and lesbian rights, and we will be on the tip of the spear for, for the gun control. So they are the, and, and Chris was like, why would you want to even come into this space? And, and, you know, half of your employees, half of the country. Uh, and, and they're like, it's just worth, you know, it's, it's our social obligation. Yeah, it's and that that's what drives me nuts. Uh, social obligation. It's not your social obligation. Um, now there there is there is such a thing about being a good corporate citizen. I, right. I get that, but that's it, it's it's not your job to take on this you know this charge. Your job is to make a product, turn a profit, and pay your shareholders. Mm -hmm. That's it. That that's where I think, um, and that's what that's what drives me nuts about this stuff. But yeah, it's it it's th these are all these influences that are coming in that I don't think people. I, I think people are starting to wake up about something. I mean, the Bud Light thing that hit, I think woke a lot of people up. 
Um, yeah, you know. and that's that's another example of why I think that we're still the majority, you know, is that we have the power to do that. But when it comes time to really collectively come together and organize and strategize a plan to take the reins back and get in the school boards, I, you know, I'm in a small town of 10,000 people in the middle of the country. And you would think that it's conservative, but our school board is trying to be woke. And um, yeah. I've had family members that have tried to serve on the school board and they make your life miserable until they quit. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but until we, until we have a strategy of going forward and taking back the reins, we're going to, to succumb to whatever they want to give us. Um, so it's, it's up to we, the people to be woke up enough that we're going and, and uncomfortable. We're going to have to be a little bit more uncomfortable because everybody has their yeah. electricity right now. Everybody has food right now. And until their phones go away, their entertainment, their, you know, their food supplies are messed with. Uh, I don't think that we will wake up enough people to understand the perils of this, um, this dance we are doing. One of the problems, one of the problems I see is that some people will wake up, but man, they easily go back to sleep. Once mm -hmm. things get better, they're okay. I mean, let's face it, uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, if you didn't learn some lessons out of how fragile an economy is, um, okay, that you were, you were really asleep. And some people are like, okay, well, I mean, it killed me. I gotta run out and get toilet paper. Okay, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want to go without toilet paper, but um, is that really you know that that's your thing? You know, that's right. what you're worried about is toilet paper. Right. If it can happen to toilet paper, it can happen to chicken, beef, pork, <laughs> and it did. Um, you know, when uh, like here, so I you know I live in Montana. When we buy our our protein, we buy half a count of whole hog, mm -hmm. and it's cut wrapped the way we want it, and then you know it's in it's in the freezer. Every. It's funny when people were my in-laws were on the East Coast and they're complaining about ten dollars a pound for ground beef. And we're like, hmm, you'd kill you'd kill to see the T-bones I just grilled out right now. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, these are some things that we need to, to start realizing is that we can't once we wake up, we need we need to stay engaged. And these are some of the things I see. I, I, this is what frustrates me with Republicans. They can, they got, they can be so fractured that they, that it's like, we're, we're going to win the battle, but you lost the war. It's like, sometimes you just, you guys need to get together, figure out where you're going and go there. Um, well, I, I, uh, I agree. And, and given the current circumstances, it's like everything that the, the, you know, the whole speakership and uh, the 20 holdouts, I'm like, everything they yeah. said, I agree with. And I hear from the other side that, you know, oh, they, they're this or they're that. And I'm like, mm, I know that the swamp is the swamp and that they're all a birds of the same feather. Um, yeah. So I don't know. How do you, how do you change um, without a little disruption? So the, I see that. I see, I see what's going on within the GOP right now 
on the Hill. I love it. I want to see that change. I want to see term limits. I agree with Matt yep. Gates. I want to see, you know, a secure border. I want to, while we have uh, the power, why aren't we releasing the J6 tapes? Why are we not just going as hard as we can and giving as much as we can? And impeachment, I mean, don't get me started. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, well, and and the funny thing is, is you know, it, I, I you know I agree. This is all stuff. Why are we? Why do we have dementia patients in office? Um, there there are some people that need to go. Um, well, there there are a lot of people that think he's doing a great job because that's what they're told every night on the six o'clock news, and they aren't they aren't willing to hear. What's well, the problem? That's the problem. Oh, think, they're listening to six o'clock news think for themselves. Yeah. And it's yeah. so sad because, you know, I grew up, I used to grow up watching the news and trusting them, but man, um, it's not anymore. I don't trust anybody. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a, that's basically where we got to get to. Um, yeah. And why are we, why are we trusting these people? I mean, uh, so we have a, a Democrat Senator here in Montana. It's amazing that every four years he suddenly it's comes Chester. to the middle. Yep, he suddenly got, he's suddenly in the middle. He's a centrist, mm -hmm. and then after the election, he's hard left. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he knows well, he knows think, the game. You would think that the you know somebody up there in Montana, maybe it's going to be uh, Senator Rogue Banshee up there. You know, just <laughs> yeah. But it's so funny because uh, one of my neighbors like, you should run. I'm like, I don't want to run. He goes, that's exactly why right. you should run. Right. Like, and you can dress exactly like that thanks to I, Fetterman. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I grew up I grew up on the East I grew up in the East Coast. I lived outside of DC for, for a little while. I, this is why I live in Montana. I wanted to get as far away from that crap as possible. Well, but um, but allowing Mr. Tester to continue to uh, erode our, you know, somebody has to do it. And that's kind of where yeah. I am at with the DC project. Like, you know, I just see a hole. I saw a hole. I didn't see a hole. I think God saw a hole and uh, used me to fill it. But, um, you know, somebody needs to counter mom's demand action. And I think that that's where we have securely um, kind of hit our stride is that uh, we can counter them. We can be an optics game. We can be a marketing tool. Uh, and then those people that are good with policy, those people that are doing good stuff, um, we all, we all, sorry, we can all kind of fill a role. And I wish that there was yeah. like an umbrella, like, uh, like a meeting of all the minds of all the pro 2A people and say, okay, you guys are doing really good here. You guys are doing, is there anybody see on a hole where let's all row in the same, same place. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it doesn't seem like well, it's that easy. Well, speaking of meeting of the minds, mm -hmm. um, I know you're busy. You're, you're actually getting ready to run off to a conference because you're mm -hmm. the keynote for it. Um, Let's talk about some meetings in the minds. We got we alluded to an announcement in the beginning. What's mm -hmm. what's happening? Well, I am headed to the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Second Amendment Foundation uh, puts this on. I think they're in like the 49th year. It's amazing. I didn't even know about it. So until I got into the advocacy space, I didn't know that this existed. It's a free two-day, one and a half day uh, conference. Um uh, of legal talk, um, advocacy talk, 
uh, things that like what we're talking about right now. So I don't know if it's too late to, to sign up for that right now, but it's this uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and then Cheryl Todd has an event going on Thursday night at her place, uh, Pot of Gold uh, Auction House. Um, so there's that event. There's, um, but what I was going to tell you, what the um, big announcement is that, you know, the DC project, when I started, I didn't know where this was going and I didn't ever really like the name, but I had to name it something. Uh, and I didn't want it to be an organization. I felt like there were plenty of organizations out there, but now after 2019, when we saw the state of Virginia fall to an all anti, yeah. uh, from top to bottom, I was like, crap, the fight is in the state. So that's when we opened the floodgates and we let people in, um, join for free, just get plugged into your state, your state effort. Um, but so now we've been the DC project women for gun rights, and we're just going to drop the DC project and we're going to be women for gun rights. So that's our, my big announcement. Uh, you are, you are the first to hear this. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'll be mentioning it this weekend, but, um, we're not full fledged ready to rebrand relaunch right now, but that's, what's coming down the road. Uh, also what's coming down the road is our big, our annual fly-in. Our annual fly-in is October 16th through the 18th. And, uh, this year for the first time, we're having a, a training day on October the 16th. So, uh, Monday all day, uh, we will be having a free training. Thanks to GOA gun owners of America, uh, is kind of, uh, sponsoring our training day and you can learn about civics. You can learn about, how to talk about the second amendment, hostile communications. You can learn about the history of the second amendment. Um, you know, what does Heller mean and what does McDonald mean and what does it mean to me and why do I need to know it? Stuff like that. Um, and so anybody that's in the listening area that's close, just come and, and there's an event, bright. I'll have to share the link with you. There's an event, yeah, bright. We'll invitation. Get that in the notes. Yeah. And Great. I can share that with you and more than welcome. But that day at four o'clock, so from the hotel where we are, we're doing our training, we will walk uh, to SCOTUS. It's about a half a mile. So we'll walk to the Supreme Court of the United States and where we will have a rally. So you'll hear speakers and um, talk about why we support the Second Amendment. So it's really it's really powerful. Uh, the, the imagery of having women with pro-gun signs and stuff like that is, is really, you know, where we become a good asset. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, inside the DC project or, you know, your, your new name now, um, you have some really amazing, powerful women with great messages in that organization. Um, you know, if we go back to August last year, when you were on, we had Robin Sandoval on mm -hmm. amazing story with Robin. I mean, it's just hearing all of these, pe all these people come together and moving rights forward. It, and, and yes, I know that, you know, most of my audience is male, but realize guys out there realize that fighting for women's rights are fighting for men's rights too. This is a right. 2A is a well, right. And it's really, it's, it's just a constitutional right. It isn't a, exactly. a left or right. It's not an up or down. It's not a male or female. It's actually just a constitutional right. We're just using the female voice. Uh, yep. which kind of doesn't, you know, it doesn't fit that stereotype. So it can be a little bit stronger, more pronounced when it comes to talking about our constitutional right to protect ourselves. So, uh, yeah, 
that's what we're doing. That's awesome. It's it's great. You see, I love seeing these organizations come together. Um, you know, let's let's go out and make our voice heard. I mean, it's it's one thing where you have one person out there talking, right? It's easy to drown that person out. It's a lot harder when you have a, a group of people together because, yeah. you know, that voice now becomes amplified. Right. The message becomes amplified. You can't ignore us anymore. This right. is, you know, you, you now have to deal with this. Yeah. Well, and so anybody, you know, the, the majority of your audience, the, they probably have women in their lives. I would love for yes. even the men to sign up because you can get a newsletter. You can stay plugged in to what we're doing and follow us at dcproject.info right now, dcproject.info. It will be womenforgunrights.org. But um, yeah, sign up. It's for free right now. Uh, we, need, we need to build an army of people uh, within every state, like New Mexico, you know, we needed to have an army when the, we needed to have a fireman and a fire brigade the day that the fire broke out. And now we're, you yeah. know, it feels like we're scrambling, trying to build our fire brigade uh, to put out the fire. So yeah, anybody who wants to spread the word, we really need people to follow us on social media and up our numbers there. And we need people to join our ranks to, to up our numbers there. And if anybody you know knows Elon Musk, we'll be glad to have a conversation with him or anybody to counter Bloomberg. Moms Demand Action is, um, you know, they want to call themselves grassroots, but I call them AstroTurf because they are a Bloomberg yeah, funded group to the tune of $60 million a year-ish. So um, that's a big, yeah. those are big shoes to, that's a, you know, that's a David and Goliath for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And for everybody listening or watching, depending on what platform, we will have all those links down below. So make sure you go check them out. Now we're running to the end of our time here. And I like to loosen things up, especially since we kind of talked a little heavy about things. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end, I like to do a little speed round. Okay. Uh, it's going to be four this or that questions and then one thinking question. Oh, man. Now, I know you're a tack ops shooter. Yes. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid tack ops. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you think a little bit harder. Okay. Heavy metal ops or heavy metal limited. You know, I don't know right now because my eyes, I used to be a good iron shooter and I still shoot irons on my pistol. So I'm gonna say I could dominate in heavy metal limited. Awesome. Awesome. So two two three or three oh eight. Well, that depends. Probably two, two, three <laughs> on, um, you know, uh, two, two, three. Okay. Plates or dueling tree? Plates. Okay. Pepper popper or a steel IPSC slash USPSA target? Uh, static. So I don't have to reset right. it. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you, you want the ping and just... Yeah, you, you get that instant gratification, then you get that instant gratification again with the follow-up shot. Right. Yeah. No, I get. It. I totally get it. When I when I go out shooting and and uh, set my targets up, I love I love my steel. Um, yeah. It just you get that thing. So for the final question, I'm going to take you to the world's largest armory, and inside this building is one of everything that has ever shot a projectile. This could be anything from Dennis the Menace's slingshot 
all the way up to a deck gun off of a battleship. And you get to have one. What, what are you going to take out? Dude, I feel like I'm going to need, I'm going to need something big. I'm going to need a tank. I want a tank. Can the whole tank, I tank? Mean, does the tank have? Oh, so, so to give you an idea. Yeah. Uh, twice the Gal 8 has come up. Now the Gal 8 is the Gatling gun on the front of the A-10 Warthog. Oh! All right. So the last person, the reason why he wanted the Gal 8 is he was a pilot. And that means we have to give him the aircraft too. So I, it, I, you can't shoot the main gun off an M, uh, M1 Abrams without the, without the chassis, right? Right. So yes, you, you could but have it. That A10, that A10 gun, I didn't know it was a Gal 8, but I, I don't know that I might want that. I want that too. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, when, when you realize they have 30,000 rounds in there and they're out of ammo in eight seconds, that's a, that's that, a lot. Just the sound it makes is yes. makes you happy. And it's funny because I, I grew up outside of Philadelphia and we had the uh, Willowgrove Air Naval Station and the Air Force had A-10s there. So the A-10s have these really whiny engines to mm -hmm. them. And uh, I remember uh, our, our house in Delaware we were, my wife and I were out there working in the yard and she's like, what is that aircraft? And I didn't even look up and go, it's an A-10. She goes, <laughs> how do you know that? I go, I know the engines. Uh, it's just, it's an A-10. You just, you hear it and you just know it's an A-10. Well, it's a, good, no, thing. It's a good thing that you didn't hear that Gal 8 then, huh? Uh, I have been to live fire demonstrations and have seen the oh. strafing runs. It's just, yeah, it's just nothing like that thing. That's awesome. So, well, awesome. I know you got to run. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to talk to us today. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. It's always good visiting and talking to like-minded folks. It was really great that Diana could join us again on the podcast. She was on last August, I believe, about a year ago. And um, it was an amazing talk then. And it was super amazing. Now, now I have a link, well, more than one link several links down below about what's going on with, you know, Diana and her projects and her organization. Go check them out. Seriously. Think about supporting her because it's, she's fighting for you. She is, she goes to DC. I mean, like no BS. She goes to DC and meets and testifies and stuff like that. So definitely someone who is, your friend that you don't even know. Now for the product of the podcast, it is the Smith and Wesson bullseye. Uh, these are the products. And this is just one of the four things I am looking up there. I also have throwing cards and throwing knives and stuff like this, but this is the product that got me kicked off of TikTok. All uh, right. TikTok was always taking down my content anyway, but man, you know, I was showing guns like, that was bad, but man, throwing meat cleavers and, and axes and stuff like that against a wood target. Apparently that was just too much. I mean, I mean, God, we just can't have people going out and having fun and throwing things into a target. I mean, it's bad enough for shooting, but man, a knife, that, that's just the most evil thing in the world. I will link down below. These things are super fun, super hard. Trust me, throwing knives are, are it's, it's a sport. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It really is. And the great thing about that is you just 
put some wood together and you can throw against it in your backyard. And I mean, really, who's going to complain about you throwing knives into a board? Um, fun sport, very challenging sport. If you're watching on YouTube, click that right there. That's about how you're being lied to. That was with Tony Simon. That was last week's podcast. Everybody else, there's a link down below. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there and look forward to talking to you again soon.